0: Well, good morning, good evening to Billabong Church. It's so good to share with you today. And I feel very privileged that uh, Pastor Luke has asked me to share today from Isaiah 43. Isaiah chapter 43. Um, Isaiah is one of the great preachers of the Old Testament. And he is, it's often called the Gospel of the Old Testament. As we come to God's word, let's pray. Loving God, we thank you that you are the revealer. You are the one who brings by the Holy Spirit all that we need. You feed us with your word. You give us hope. You give us strength. You give us revelation and insight. So we ask for that this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah was speaking forward into a time that was yet to come. And these passages from Isaiah 43 are often equated as a message to those who were captives in Babylon. For 70 years, they were captives in a foreign land. And this theme of captivity and release is very powerful throughout the whole Bible, even from the earliest times with Moses delivering the people out of Egypt. The deliverance from exile, was long hoped for. It was prophesied. And in Isaiah 43, verses 14 and following, it says this. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. I, the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your king. This is what the Lord says. He who made a path through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. But forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The people I form for myself, verse 21, that they may proclaim my praise. So here's from the Word of God. Isaiah speaking about the deliverance of God's people from Babylon. And he uses an example of what has happened in the past. He says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. He's talking about the deliverance from Egypt. All of Israel remembered back to the deliverance from Egypt. God worked with a mighty hand to bring his people out of Egypt through the Red Sea, and the Red Sea that was salvation for them was destruction for the Egyptian army. And I could imagine that those who were in captivity in Babylon would be thinking, "Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Yes, bring us back, and while you're at it, destroy these Babylonians." But Isaiah takes a different tack. He says this, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Look and see I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Isaiah is not asking them to forget something bad. He's not asking them to put something that was of ill repute aside. He points them back to a genuine godly deliverance. One of the greatest moments in Israel's history. And he says this, forget that. And look, because I'm doing a new thing forget that look I am doing a new thing I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland you know I imagine that for the Israelites listening to this they'd be thinking what what are you saying how can we forget this amazing thing that God has done? And of course, we read throughout all of Scripture, this is such a powerful thing, that God is not saying to literally forget that because the deliverance from Egypt was such a, is such a foundational covenant message. But Isaiah is something, saying something specifically to the Israelite people in Babylon. He is bringing a fresh principle of discernment to God's people. And it's this, that in order to take hold of the new thing the Lord is doing, we have to let go of the past thing the Lord was doing. The Lord did that, and the Lord is doing this. But in order to take a hold of this, we have to let go of that. In order to take hold of this, we have to let go of that. And we find that message helpful when it means we've got to to let go of our past sin or let go of our darkness or let go of our our pride. We get that in order to take a hold. But that's not what this passage is saying. He's saying let go of something good in order to take hold of what God is doing now. Friends, the Bible and all of history shows us this, that the biggest threat to God's people is not the bad, it's the good. that the biggest blockage to the new thing that God is doing is the good thing that God was doing. And that's the message of Isaiah 43. Forget that. Look and see, I am doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Do you not perceive it? Some of us, and myself included, we can be so caught up in something that happened, something great that God did. That we don't perceive what God is about to do. Whether it's even music, songs that filled our heart and nourish our spirit because they, they came to us at certain times of incredible renewal and Refreshment. And they can remind us of great things. But some churches, some believers are so stuck, they're still singing the same songs, that there's no room for the new songs. Sometimes there can be a style of ministry. A way things have been done. I'm I'm a charismatic. I believe in tongues and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, the way that God ministers can be different. The method changes. And if I stay with an old method, I can fail to perceive what God is doing now. Isaiah says this, this is what he's doing now. One, I am making a way in the wilderness. I am making a way in the wilderness. Wilderness is different to the desolate places. There's a lot of things in the wilderness. Ancient cultures have taught us this. You've just got to know where to find it. You've got to know your way through the wilderness. Taking a step of faith as a church, as a people, means trusting that God will show us the way. It might be a new building or a new land or a a, a new direction or something costly and we have to tr- we don't have the whole picture but god will show us the way i'm making a way in the wilderness the second thing he said is i'm making streams in the wasteland now literally he meant streams of river he's actually Throughout the scriptures, we see that God has made water come out of rocks, come out of all sorts of places to feed his people at the right time. Here's a thought. When I read that, after 21 days of prayer and fasting, God spoke to me. He said, Andy, I'm making streams. I'm opening the world of streaming, of ministry, in a way that no one could have perceived about three years ago, I just saw screens, 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 screens. God's Word coming to people through screens all over the place. And I thought, we have to get ready now as a church to do this. And so our church, we invested a lot in that. We planted a, or uh, restarted another church and set up streaming uh, via the internet with that. Or well, who could have imagined in 2020 how important that decision would be i'm making streams in the wasteland the method changes listen see perceive i'm doing a new thing the third thing he says is the wild animals honor me the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. This water, these streams are going to bring unusual conversions. Jackals, owls, creatures, people who are unlikely to ever have, we would have never thought will become Christians. We're going to see unusual conversions in the future you don't know where that streaming's going to go now it looks like in a lot of places we're able to gather back you might be gathering back now but don't i would say don't stop the streaming because you don't know where that streaming's going to go i think it's only a matter of time before prisons and i know there's a large prison near the billabong church prisons are going to start opening up again to streaming streaming the word of god we're going to see unlikely people have extraordinary conversions to Jesus Christ. And the last thing he says is the people I've formed for myself will proclaim my praise. We're going to see a new level of praise and worship. When we let go of what is good and move into the new thing that God is doing, our, pr- our level of praise And our worship goes to a new level. We realize how great God is, but there's something fresh that stares out of us, fresh dreams and visions and and preaching and insight and music and creativity starts to flow in a greater way. That's what happens when we perceive a new thing. So where are you at Today? If you're a believer, particularly today, are you ready to perceive the new thing? You know what? I I think a lot of us, we're like this. (laughs) We're holding on to the past thing because it's good. And we're taking hold of the new thing because that's good. But we're starting to realize you can't have both. What are you going to let go of? Isaiah says very clearly, he says, release the good thing in order to take hold of the new thing. What do you need to release from the past? What good thing do you need to release from the past? What do you need to relinquish to the Lord? Do it now. Maybe you've had expectations of your pastor or the church leadership that, was from the past, but it's time to relinquish them and release them of that so that they can take hold of the new thing that God is doing. Maybe there's a part of you, if you've been a believer for a while, there's a part of you that really would love to go back to 19-whatever because you remember those times. But God's saying, hey, I've got more for you to do now. There's a new thing. Do you perceive it? You'll never perceive it as long as you're holding on. You have to relinquish that to God and take hold of the new thing. Now it springs up, friends. Now. Would you take a moment to pray? Let me pray with you. Maybe today as you're watching this, you're not sure where you're at with God. Maybe you don't have any past with God. (laughs) You need to become a Christian. And if that's you today, then I want to invite you to say yes to Jesus Christ. Very simply, right now. Yes, Jesus. I receive your forgiveness of sins. I receive you as leader of my life. I thank you for the good things you've given me in my life. And I hand them over to you now to take hold of the future you have for me. If you're a believer already, would you pray with me? Because it could be right now the Holy Spirit's tugging at your heart and at your imagination. He's saying, Bruce, Barry, June, Jill, whatever your name is, remember that? Wasn't that good? but I want you to give it up to me now. I want you to relinquish that. And you know, it's sometimes the small things, the little things, the ministry area, the habit that we had, that we felt so good, but you know that that ministry's done its time. Lord, I relinquish that to you. And I look now. To the future ministry that you have for me and for those around me. Lord Jesus, we come to you now, our new Isaiah, our king, our prince, the great preacher, and we receive your word. And we ask, Lord, give us faith for this hour to take hold of that which has taken hold of us in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.